Hi, everybody. Dave Hodges here. The Common Sense Show. You know the show, and you know that we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we try to bring you information and news you can use. We're not just trying to scare you, because we do live in dire times, and it's easy to look at this stuff as just fear-mongering. But you really need to know what's coming. We, the winds of change are here. America's at a crossroads in every conceivable way. And the more that you know, and the more you can prepare, the better off you're going to be getting through what's coming. And this show kind of fits that bill. We have Colin Plume on with us from Noble Gold Investments. And Colin and I are going to be exploring what I've nicknamed the retail apocalypse. There's things that we need to know about what's coming, and then we'll talk about what you got to do to compensate. Colin, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm really glad you could join us. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, it's exciting to... uh... To be honest, it's been uh, been some time since we uh, we've been able to catch up. Lots been happening yeah. in the news. Oh my gosh, has it ever! And and, and listen, I I, I want to put props out to President Trump. He came in and he kicked butt with the economy. He turned around so many of the oh, bad yeah. things that Obama did. But he's not in control of everything. He's not God. He can't change what the Federal Reserve's doing. They're their own entity. And things right. I think are starting to catch up. And and I think the global are trying to take Trump down economically uh, because they know they can't defeat him any other way. Well, you know, we've always said that, you know, most people have a one-way voting where they vote, you know, there's certain topics that will affect them one way or another. And and I think the economy and how, you know, their pocketbook is being affected is, is a big indicator of how people will vote. And so... The Fed, you know, trying to move interest rates up um, in this kind of environment, um, it seems a little hasty. Obviously, as Trump, President Trump has mentioned, and and we're going to start to see some some kind of tumble effects with uh, with the stock market and, and a few other places. Well, I think there is no question. Um, the market is riding strong right now. A lot of people think it's overvalued. I'm one of those people. Um, real estate is a little shaky. We've got the car loan bubble. We've got the student loan bubble. And now we got the retail bubble. Let's talk about that retail bubble. Uh, I had read some articles that you had passed along to me, very consistent with what I've been seeing in other areas. So uh, where would you like to start with the what I call the retail apocalypse? Yeah, I mean, you have uh, Netflix yeah, having a very disappointing quarter. Um, dropped about 15% in terms of earnings, uh, PayPal, a lot of these big, you know, Fortune 100 companies that are, you know, laying people off, struggling um, to kind of to kind of keep things uh, above uh, board and float. And so I think we're we're starting to see the, the first shift. Typically, when you start to see the recession kick in, is you start to see companies start to um, lay people off. That's the first step. Is they're just they try to cut some of their bottom line, and you know the downside of that is obviously you have all those people losing their jobs, you know, not only jumping on unemployment, but they're not able to contribute to this 
to the economy by spending money and buying goods. So that's usually the first indicators. You see a lot of these companies kind of tighten up. Then you see the stock price you know start to falter a little bit. And then there's usually one big kind of um, calamity that happens. And obviously in 2008 was the last time we saw a big, big collapse. Uh, with the with the bank bubble and the bailouts and whatnot, but you know you have to look at the environment right now and look at where things are and just say, is is it the same environment that we were in 2007? Is that same dynamic happening today? And I think a lot of people feel that it is. We have this tremendous debt in every area um, of our economy, and eventually that that money has to be paid back. We can't just live on on uh, borrowed you know dreams and promises. So uh, I think we're going to start to see that gold has started to rise and kind of fill in the gap for people that are wise and people that are moving out of some of these riskier investments. And so I think it's been a good time for. Uh, for people to diversify, but I, I think you're, you hit it on the head. It's it's the retail apocalypse. You, know, you have people kind of tighten their pocketbooks. You see people lay off um, lots of people, and that's that's usually how how this thing starts to to fall apart. Yeah, but you mentioned something that I think is a really key statement, and I don't want to gloss over this too quickly. All these things build up, and they create momentum on the negative end of things. But there seems to be, in these kinds of calamities, a precipitating event. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. straw that breaks the camel's back. Do you have mm-hmm. any idea what that could possibly be? Do you have a hazard a guess of any of the possibilities? Well, it, it could be a shift in this administration. I mean, I, obviously, it, people are looking at how are things going to shake out in 2020? Um, are we going to continue to see business-friendly initiatives, or are things going to move in the opposite direction? Are we going to look at, you know, more government spending kind of policies and more debt, um, like we saw in previous administrations? So, you know, it's it's next this election and coming up to this election, people are are going to be looking closely to see, you know, are we going to be able to keep the the train moving with, with these business friendly policies that we've seen with these, you know, and a lot of people feel differently about the tariffs, but, but ultimately, you know, president Trump has been a president that's been a proponent of United States being first and us, you know, worrying about some of our trading partners second. And I think that if we can continue that, then, then hopefully the economy continues to go. But a lot of times you see a, a pullback in an election year, um, you see people get uneasy, and then they start selling. That's what they do. The biggest thing that could pull the markets is that if people start to think that the president's not gonna get reelected and they start liquidating, pulling money out, and just put putting it in, you know, in cash or their pockets, that could could tumble the economy pretty dramatically. My fear is that if people do that in mass, they'll guarantee this president won't get reelected. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because and that's a big they'll, fear. They'll crash the economy. So they've got to do really one of two things: stand pat and take their chances and realize they're much better off with. Um, President Trump than they are with anybody else at this time, or right. they need to find something else that will help them maintain their standard of living while stepping out of the way of that train coming down the tracks right at us. 
Yeah, and you and you talk about this a lot, Dave. You talk about you know just being cautious in terms of paying off debt. You know, if you can pay off your home and and live in an environment where you know your bills are 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 modest. And I think it really what it comes down to this is the time to be conservative. This isn't the time to you know buy a second home or buy a boat or you know all these things that you know people feel so you know they feel like their pocketbooks are so full when they see everything happening out there and their, their you know house their 1500 square foot house went up 27 percent in two years and they just they feel like they're rich but but ultimately that those things can get wiped away so quickly so what we always talk about at Noble Gold and the thing that we really preach is being being diversified. So not having all your eggs in one basket, but also just living in a, a modest um, lifestyle, almost, you know, like what people that, you know, that talk about with the Bible and they, they having just a life that's free of all these all these things that are unnecessary in your life and just focusing on family, focusing on your health and just focusing on just living a, a good, clean and, and kind of conservative life. If that, if that makes, if that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. And I'll tell you, those are the things that when I was uh, coaching uh, college basketball, I used to tell my team, control the things that we can control and, and, and we'll right. be okay. And that's really what you're preaching there. And I agree with that. However, there are variables that we can't control. Let me throw one at you. What do you think a war will do to this economy, and particularly to the dollar? You know, it's interesting. I think it to have an economy that's flourishing the way it is, it's hard to say that typically when a war happens, the economy usually grows after, at least initially for a while. Um, but I, I would be surprised in this environment if it had that kind of effect, because I think we're already so inflated. Um, and, and I also wonder how we would be able to um, kind of hold back the people that would say, well, we're $22 trillion in debt, Coupled with the fact now they're they're looking to you know add a you know war machine and grow the war where's that money going to come from so I think the world would sort of look at us in a, in a way and just say that they're just adding to the to the debt and it makes our bonds and our investments risky and I, I think it could actually in this environment it could actually have the opposite effect that it's had. Um, in the past, um, just just based on where we are today. Yeah, I, I think that's that's really really important to note. This um, there has been a decided shift. There really has. Um, and and let, since we're on political issues here tied to the economy, let me ask you another question. What about this continued mass immigration? across our southern mm -hmm. border. H how is that going to affect uh, people's pocketbooks in the economy? You know, I, I think that there, obviously the, the border issues become, you know, the biggest talking point of, of the day and probably probably the whole year. If you look at just the news cycle on, on both sides of the aisle, it's, it's something that is, is constantly being discussed. Um, but it, you know, if you look at some of the facts, and, and I just look back at history, and you you kind of look at is what's been happening in terms of deportation in the border. Has this been happening for a long time? And you know, people don't realize that you know President Obama actually 
um, deported more people, almost double than um, uh, George Bush before him. And so, you know, there's there's been a, a decided uh, policy of, of the United States, you know, trying to tighten their borders for a long time. And now we've started to focus really on, on the southern border to, to get that um, kind of handled and settled. And, you know, and I, and I think it's, it's a very difficult topic for everybody because nobody wants to see a parent and their child separated. It, there, there's no one on any side that wants that to happen. But, but then the question becomes, what do we do and how do we handle it? And how do other, you know, no one ever says, well, we do it this way. Well, how does, you know, how does um, Mexico do it? Because I, I can tell you that from what I've read, the way that the United States handles um, people trying to cross the border and the way Mexico handles it is, is the U.S. handles it much better, actually, than, than what Mexico does to, to the countries below uh, Mexico. So I think that you have to look at how the, the whole world is handling this issue. And obviously, Europe, their economy has been um, in so many ways decimated by them opening their borders. Um, and they've had so many issues just kind of dealing with that. And that's why there's there's more of this tightening and it's kind of moving back into to closing the borders in a lot of those countries, especially Germany. So I, I think in terms of our economy, how it's going to affect us, I, I don't know that the overall income, but I know as just an American, I think everybody wants to find a resolution that is... Uh, that we can all live with, that we're all okay with, and and I think ultimately we want to we want to have find a solution to this problem, and we just we've never been able to, and hopefully, hopefully this administration or close can find a solution that that both sides can can be happy with, um, and you know someone that's you know gone gone to Mexico and seen you know the very poor that's there and and gone to places in the U.S. it's very poor. I mean, it's it's in a lot of ways it's not that much different. Um, and, and so it's it's a difficult, really difficult, hard subject to, to kind of digest, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. I have another current events question for you that's tied to the economy. Have you heard about the $2 million counterfeit debacle in Denver? Uh, I think I, when did that, like a few days ago? That yeah, this out? is just breaking, a couple, three days. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, I did read about. It. I don't tell me more. I, I didn't. I didn't get into that article too much. Um, well, there's a, a counterfeit currency operation in Denver, and I I don't know who to believe on this, Colin. Uh, one side says it's directly related to the mint and it's rogue employees doing this, and then some people say no, it's an outside operation trying to make money quickly in your standard counterfeiting operation. I'm not sure which mm. side to believe on this. I mean. Uh, I, I read one article and I go, yeah, that makes sense. And then I read another article. But I know David Knight over at InfoWars is, was talking about this today. And, and he's talking about uh, uh, the fact that this is devastating to our economy because it could, uh, because th they think they just caught $2 million. Now, let me share with you what I've been reading. Some people think this could go as high as $2 trillion when they fully unravel the operation. $2 trillion. What would that do with two trillion rogue dollars loose in the economy? Mm, I mean, they're already printing to such a mass amount. I, yeah, I, I think you know it's it's one of those situations where um, people are so unused to checking cash 
um, that I would not be surprised if, if that kind of money is sort of flowing through the economy. And, and I think that, you know, when you look at the, the grand scheme of, of the dollar and, and just how it's been manipulated, this is just another example of, of why, you know, fiat money and just being able to just print it, it makes it such a loose uh, economy. You know, that's that's the idea that two trillion. Let's say let's say it's even a trillion could be out there and that we're not aware of, and that's just you know out there. And and obviously it would make a lot of sense when you look at all the all the dollar devaluation that we've seen and the price of goods going up tremendously. And and I think that's why you know having some kind of a uh, system in place where we can't just print money at will um, is, is always been the answer. And that's why once we went off the gold standard in 1971, um, you saw a lot of shift in, in a lot of wealth in this country because people, their, their dollars, you know, people that were savers, people that saved money were, de- you know, they had no incentive to save money because you just saw inflation crippling them. And so it's, uh, it's a, it's a fascinating, I definitely have to dive in more into it, but it, it just, it just shows that there's really, there's only the only real money in the world is what's been around for 5,000 years. And that's, that's gold. And that, that can't I, be I agree. Printed, printed out of thin air. And, you know, sometimes people say, Oh, what about, you know, they're mining so much gold and, you know, the, the gold supply is going and that's absolutely not true. The gold supply only, only goes up by 1% percent a year so that is a number that if if we could limit the dollar production to one percent growth per year just think how much more valuable our money would be and so that's what people forget is that the money is just printed to an unlimited number gold is not and so that's why when people talk about the price and you have this item that you know it's used in jewelry it's used in technology it's used in medical device I mean, it has all these uses and it's held in all these central banks all over the world it's it's a great hedge it's a great holding for your portfolio because it's really has a limited supply out there which is which is what everybody wants well, I, I think that's really well stated. It really is. And let me backdoor you into another discussion of gold. At least I would anticipate this is where you would take this. The Europeans are going to negative interest rates. The Federal Reserve here, now we can't do that with our banking bylaws, but we can do zero interest rates. Have you contemplated how bad this could be for the economy? And not in the short term. Short term, it's like taking heroin. You feel great. But in the long term, yeah. uh, have, you, have you given that any consideration? Yeah, I mean, the Swiss were the last country, I think 10, 11 years ago, they had negative interest rates. And people just, you know, they just started pulling money out of the banks because... I mean, why would you keep your money in the bank if they're not going to pay you any any interest? Um, but I mean, we're, we're already whether a bank pays you a you know a half a percent or they pay you zero percent. It's not there's not much difference really, except that basically now they're just the banks are just seeing how much they can get away with, you know, because they're they're lending ten times the amount that you that you have. So you know if they can convince you to take that rate um, and keep it in their in their coffers and you know they're only keeping 10% of the savings they have anyway available they're investing the rest 
So until people say enough is enough, the banks will continue to try this and they'll continue to get away with as much as they can. Yeah, when you talk about the fact that they're loaning out 10 times more than they take in, I'm assuming you're talking about fractional reserve banking. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the key. That's the key to the banks. You know, that's why when you look at the banks and they say no fees, no fees, no fees, it's true. They they don't they don't care about, you know, charging you 15 or 30 dollars to set up an account. They need your money to lend money and, and to 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 create. So that's why, you know, you have all these no fees out there and all these things happening. But really, they're making their fees in other places. Yeah, they really are. I mean, the meter starts running the moment you walk in the bank. I, I totally yeah. agree with you. And what would you say to people who put, let's say, 95% of what they have managed to put away, they're keeping it in the bank? What would you say to them? Well, the first thing I would say is, I would say no matter what, whether you are interested in gold and silver or not, don't keep all the money in one bank. Um, you should always make sure that you have the funds in multiple banks because what you'll find is that if you end up having an, uh, enough money that the bank is really interested in you and you try to move that money at any time, they're going to make it difficult. They could freeze your account. And if you read your your disclosures, banks can hold your money for up to 60 days with no cause. And you can read this and you know people will probably call in and you know, be up in arms about it. But I've, it's happened to me personally, um, partly because I think I'm in this business um, mm-hmm. that they've mm-hmm. gone after us. And we talked about that kind of off air in the past. So the first thing I would say is just make sure that your the money is spread between, you know, different banks and, and different places. And then I would say you're, you're losing money. You know, inflation, depending on what you believe, minimum the government says it's two, it's probably closer to seven, eight, or nine percent a year. So you're losing seven or eight or nine percent. So you know, for every you know hundred thousand dollars after one year, let's say inflation seven percent, your hundred thousand is now ninety three thousand dollars in, in in buying power. So the key is is you want to continue to grow, and I think being diversified is is a great way to do it. Um, metals, gold and silver are a great place. They're liquid. So you can get into them quickly, you can get out of them quickly, which people like. So comparatively to some of the other investments like real estate or annuities and things of that, that that are good investments, you know, those things are not liquid typically. You have to wait to sell the property or you have to wait till the annuity, you know, comes due. So I would say you wanna make sure you have some money and assets that are have the potential to grow and are liquid so you can get to the money when when you want it need it and then you know having different investments out there is 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 really important and and just making sure that you know the goal is is that you can continue the standard of living that you had while you're working and continue that while you're retired. I think that's what everybody wants. They want to be able to, you know, you know, go on a trip if they need to or, you know, do all the things to pay for healthcare. And those things are going to continue to go up in terms of price. So I think it's, you know, the rule is, is that at the end of the day, the money is your money. You have to be, you know, watch it every day like a hawk and um, just make sure that you are diversified in different investments um, you know, we, we can help you if you want to learn about gold and silver. If that's something you want to be educated on, we can educate you, and that's what we focus on. Um, but just, you know, just be cautious and, and, and be careful. 
Yeah, I, I hear you. And I know this is the business that you're in and for good reason, because I tell people constantly, and here's a little saying I've made up, cash is trash and it's eventually going to crash. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you, I've got family history on my side to, to, to verify this. I go back to my mom and when she was a young, young girl, um, we were part of the Ford family line. And the Ford family was were our cousins, or I believe second cousins to my to my uh, grandparents. And they did were doing well. We had relatives in in uh, in politics and in, in uh, real estate. And my mom's family was doing really good. But they made the mistake of thinking, hey, the market's going to go up and up and up. And they made the simultaneous mistake of putting all their eggs in one basket. So they were the right. ones standing in line at the banks when no one got their money. And so my mom went from a person that should have been raised in extravagance to poverty. And mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I'm someone who does not have a credit card bill at the end of the month. And that was drilled into my brain by my mother from those life yeah. experiences. Yeah. But the one thing that they, they didn't really think about at that time was they should have been diversified in gold. So let's let's talk about let's talk about gold versus cash, sp- particularly as it relates to diversification of your investments. Yeah, so you know, gold is uh, you know, in a number of different ways, it's it's a great hedge. It's uh, uh, right now, you know, the price this year we're up uh, about seven and a half percent from the start of the year. So, you know, decent return uh, on your money in terms of just you know year to date. Um, but I, I think the the bigger thing that people like about it is it's just a great way to to save. Um, because a lot of people right now are, are they're, they're looking at the economy and saying, is now the, is it time to have that duck and cover strategy? Because listen, everybody knows you, you want to buy low, sell high, and you know, nobody knows where the top is of this stock market, but we're in unprecedented, uncharted waters in terms of growth. So do you take a, a piece of the pie and, you know, slice it off and move it into something that's that's been around for for a long time. And you know, basically every major central bank has been buying gold this year, except for the U.S. Um, so you have an asset that central banks are hoarding and and want to keep, and and they use it as a as a bartering uh, method and and something in their accounts. So that's that's what I think people are looking at. That's why they're calling. And I think looking at the end of the year here, um, a lot can happen before before December, and I think that you're looking at the Fed is raising rates. You got you know some shaky things going on with with the markets, and so people are are just trying to duck and get out of that stuff and get into something safe. And and gold's gold's always been that. And it's also great because it's something that worst case if you had to leave and get out of the country, you know you could put a million dollars of gold in a shoebox and. And, and go somewhere else and people like that you know that liquid wealth that they can take with them so there's a lot of different reasons why why people are buying it right now you bought you brought up a really really good point Let, let's just play out the scenario the country goes to hell in a handbasket it creates a refugee situation maybe for political reasons and I would assume at that point you would see an exit tax would you agree with mm-hmm. that yeah I think so absolutely very interesting yeah, and, I, I, and the gold under your mattress so to speak would be maybe the only thing that you could ever get out of the country 
Well, and if the dollar is is trash, as as you mentioned, uh, I guarantee you go to any other country in the world and they uh, they see that you know yellow shiny you know gold bar or gold coin and they'll they'll take it and accept it and understand it and give you you know the appropriate value for it um, anywhere in the world and that's one of the great things about it is that it's it's one of those assets that you never have to worry about its value anywhere. Every country accepts it, every country wants it, and um, it's it's something that's, they can definitely go with you in, in time of peril. So people are saying to themselves, you know, I've heard this, I've heard Dave say it before, don't keep all your money in the bank. And they're looking at this and they're going, this sounds interesting and I want to know more. Colin, what can your company do for people with regard to protecting what they've earned and diversification that's needed to avoid the one big hit that my mom's family took? Yeah, well, it's um, it's easy. They can give us a call. Um, phone number is 877 Six four six five three four seven, and talk to one of the you know well-trained representatives here, and they're going to answer any questions they have. We're going to spend a lot of time with them, and we uh, we're a family business, so it's a an environment that I can tell you that your customer, your people listening to this, will like who they're talking to. They're friendly, and uh, they're going to send them out some you know free guides and get them educated, answer all their questions, and and let people decide if this is something for them and you know if it is great if not then at least they they learned about a a different asset class and and getting educated is not only good for you in terms of finance it's healthy it's it's really healthy to learn about different things that are out there and i i would i would urge people to give us a call learn about what we do take a look at their retirement accounts pull them out read them don't be afraid to ask questions and you know continue to learn um, because ultimately it's it's your responsibility it's your finances and and um, you know if we can help answer any questions we're definitely available yeah I think that's a great idea and, and what I've heard from uh, people in my audience that have talked to your representatives there's absolutely no pressure it's just like okay yeah. here here it is here's what we offer and and in some cases they're very honest they'll say I'm not sure this is right for you yet Yep. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and yeah. I've heard that advice being dispensed, and, and so I, I really appreciate the integrity that goes with what yep. you guys do. Um, I like the Noble Gold IRAs. I looked at it. I thought, okay, IRAs are doing pretty well in the right environment right now. And then when you stick gold on top of that, I think you got a real winner. Let's talk about how they're doing for you. Yeah, so you know, an IRA is another way to, to buy physical metals. A lot of people aren't aware that you can actually put gold and silver in your IRA, and it's not a fund, it's not a stock, it's not owned by Noble Gold, it's your gold, it's silver. You know, we just help you facilitate it. Um, and it's another asset that's allowed in your, you know, your retirement. And people, you know, are starting to learn that, hey, I don't have to have all the money in an index fund in the stock market. I don't have to all have it all there. I could be diversified. And so gold is a is an eligible option. Actually, President Reagan passed the, the Gold Bullion Act in 1987, which allowed gold to be put into your IRA among other um, asset classes. So there's, um, you know, you're not limited to what you can invest into. And I think keeping an open mind is, you know, something that President Reagan talked about. And a lot of people aren't aware that he actually wanted to go back on the gold standard, but he was 
talked out of it by his aides, um, which is a, a story for another day. But, you know, it is an option. And, you know, that's that's something we do. We do all the paperwork. We have an in-house team. We make it really easy. So if that's something that uh, people want to learn about, we can we can get them educated on that also. Yeah. And, and there's something else I got to share, too, with the audience uh, before we close today. And you've got these coins out there. They're, they're so cool. And I've got a bunch of them. And I have to tell you, I mean, I've got a collector's eye. I got the Trump coin. Pretty cool. On one side has some of his accomplishments. On the other side has his character. And that is the greatest gift. But you've now got these five-ounce silver and gold coins that have themes to American history, like the war in the Pacific. Uh, they're mm-hmm. really, they're, they're so cool because, one, they're collectors, and believe me, I, I'm collecting. And, two, they're great gifts to give to people, especially people that like President Trump. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, so, the, yeah, so we started... Uh, the, the Trump coin, obviously everyone loved it. And then people said, well, what about other coins? So what we did is we just started bundling um, coins and bars that we thought were really interesting and that had a great story. And the, the coin you're mentioning is the five ounce America, the beautiful series, which the U S mint started in 2011. And it's a limited release um, coin. They only make 30,000 of each type. So the type that you mentioned, um, they only made 30,000 of those. So it's really a, a small amount when you look at coin uh, mintage, um, 30,000 is nothing. And so we've paired those with the Trump coin, offered a huge discount to, to our clients and, and we're selling those and, and people love them. They're, they're not only they're gorgeous coins, but they're, you know, the size of a hockey puck. So people love getting them at home and putting them on their mantles. And, and so, yeah, that's been a, been a great offer. And, and actually that reminds me why we're talking is that we do have this promotion for your listeners, Dave, that anyone that rolls over an IRA this month actually will get that combo uh, for free. So if you have a qualified IRA, you mentioned Dave, when you call in, um, we actually will send you out that, that five ounce coin and the Trump coin for free, um, just as a, as a thank you and, uh, you know, a special, uh, treat. And to someone in the audience who's saying, I don't really understand what he just meant by roll the IRA over. Can you explain that for them? Yeah. So basically if you have a, an account like a traditional IRA or an old 401k or a Roth IRA or SEP IRA, you roll that over with us. We do all the paperwork for you. Um, and you acquire physical gold and silver in that with us. We'll send you out, um, that five ounce coin, um, for free to your doorstep as a, as a gift, a token of our appreciation for your, for your business. So it's a, it's an easy process. All the paperwork's done online. Um, it's all electronic and we have a full staff that, you know, we know everybody doesn't like doing paperwork. I don't like doing paperwork. Nobody likes doing paperwork. So we have a staff that the combined experience with our IRA staff is about 50 years of experience. They're great. And uh, they can walk you through the whole process and paperwork takes about five, 10 minutes to from start to finish. And it really sounds simple. Well, the, my listening audience really has a choice here and I'm going to speak to them very, very bluntly. Do not, keep most of your money in the bank. Do not. Uh, My mother was a woman of extraordinary beauty, high intelligence, great character, integrity, and morality, and she lived a crappy childhood. Uh, My father took really good care of her, 
but I have to tell you, I don't want to see this happen to people in our audience. And if you keep most of your money in the bank, this is what you're begging for. Because take a look around you. People want to destroy the Trump presidency, and the way they're going to try to do it is to attack the economy. Don't be on the wrong side of history. And Colin, this is such a great opportunity for people. This is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, to talk about current events, but also to talk about this opportunity, because people need to get the heck out of their bank, and they need to diversify. And I know you have a solid reputation. You're making lots of money for lots of people. And this is why I wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and sharing this with our listening audience. Oh, Dave, it's always a pleasure. Really, really enjoy being on the show and, and talking to uh, someone as well versed as you are. And I love everything you're doing. Just, you know, keep up the good work. And it's, it's fun to be here and fun to fun to be on the show. Well, it's always great to have you. I have an open invitation. And by the way, Colin had uh, twins, fraternal twins, a boy and yeah. a girl, and uh, they're yeah. doing great. And Papa's probably not getting a lot of sleep, but uh, you're sure kicking butt in the gold business. And we appreciate what you do, Colin. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Have a great day. Take care.